What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Thursday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We are a Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99, and you can find all the rest of our fantasy baseball content here at Ethos Fantasy BB. You're still getting these podcasts every single day. You're getting our weekly Dynasty Baseball podcast, and pretty soon we're going to be ramping up our article content already uh, for 2024. We're going to start looking back on 2023 with some pieces. Going to look by team, by division, by position. We're going to do a lot of that on the pod as well. Uh, Tons of content will be coming at you, suffice to say, uh, throughout this offseason. So make sure you guys are following along at Ethos Fantasy BB. If you're not somebody who uses Twitter or social media, please do go to sportsethos.com and you get all that same content. Right over there, we got basketball really ramping up. Aaron Bruski, our founder here at Sports Ethos, has dropped his rankings for the season, his fantasy basketball rankings known as the B-150. He's been doing it for about 12 or 13 years. A uh, very exciting time around here. You guys can go check out those rankings. You can go check out our football content and even hockey. We got fantasy hockey rankings. A ton of stuff going on at sportsethos.com for you guys to go and check out. But today, today we are going to be talking solely about the Toronto Blue Jays because that's the biggest story in the sport right now. I know Tampa Bay got eliminated yesterday. That one was fairly cut and dry. They got blown out. Uh, there's not much I, I really need to say on that on that one. I want to talk about the Blue Jays for a couple of reasons. I'm a, I'm a Blue Jays guy. And you guys know that. If you've been listening to the show for the last whatever, how long you've been listening, six months, a year, two years, you know that I am a, a Blue Jay fan. And that every now and then the passion does come through for that team uh, on the podcast. I do talk about every single team here on the show. I am not just somebody who comes on and talks Blue Jays all the time. I will talk about the hot topics of the day. I will talk about players who are in the news for the day. It doesn't have to be Toronto-related. But today, Toronto is the big story, the big joke of the baseball world. So we're going to talk about that. I do want to preface it by saying I'm going to be using some bad words in this episode today. If you're not somebody who wants to be hearing bad words, this is probably not the episode for you. And I'm not going to be going out of my way to say bad words, uh, profanities, if you will, but they will be coming out at some point in this episode. I promise you there. So if you're somebody who doesn't want to hear that, this probably isn't the episode for you. Let's talk about this disaster class of an organization and their thought process. Yesterday, when they pulled Jose Barrios after three innings, three innings, the sick, sick joke of it all is that he had just allowed a walk before he was pulled from the game. They lost 2 nothing. Jose Brios gets saddled with the loss there. Three innings. He struck out five batters. He allowed three hits. He walked one. He looked incredibly good. As somebody who watched every single pitch that he threw yesterday, I think everybody was in agreement that he was pitching very well. There was no real argument there. And yet, by the time, it, I think it was even before the game started, Yusei Kikuchi was warming up. So in the back of my head, I'm thinking, okay, this is a little bit strange. But the way that I was thinking about it, and I was wrong, was that maybe they're, they're getting Kikuchi to kind of go through his starting process. And then he's going to come in in like the sixth or the seventh inning. And in his brain, he could kind of just delay his whole routine so that when he comes in in the seventh inning, it's almost like in his mind, it could be the start of the ball game. You know, delay your routine an hour and a half or something like that. And then when you're coming in, it's like, start of a, you know, that, that was where my brain was seeing Kikuchi warm up because it was definitely strange. Two starting pitchers warming up before a ball game. Okay, whatever. So Barrios goes out there. He's pitching. I think we saw Barrios uh, kicking around the bullpen the second inning, the third inning as well. And then by the time the third inning came around, he was throwing bullets in the pen. And I think it was Buck Martinez on the Blue Jays broadcast who said, 
he looks like he's going to be coming in. And I kind of I looked down at my phone or something, and then I looked back up, and I saw Kikuchi was going full out 100% there in the third inning. And I'm thinking, what, what's going on? What are they doing? Barrios has looked very good. I don't, I don't understand this at all. So we, we get past the third inning, and I'm still at this point thinking, okay, they're not actually going to pull Barrios. If anything, this is kind of a strategy thing to get the Twins on their toes and make the manager have to overthink potentially using pinch hitters, whatever. I didn't think that there was actually a chance that Kikuchi was going to come into that game when he did. And yet, Royce Lewis walked to lead off the bottom of the fourth, and that was it for Jose Barrios. Kikuchi then allows a single, he allows a walk, and he allows another single, and there we have it, a couple of runs uh, come through. And actually, on, on ground out, sorry, the last one was uh, a ground out there. That also allowed a runner to score from third was Max Kepler. So my thing here is why. My, my, my big thing, and if I had done this show yesterday, just thinking about it, I would have been literally screaming into the microphone. I would have been, it would have probably not even been listenable. My thought process, my thought process is why are we overthinking things because of a certain piece of data, because a certain spreadsheet, because a certain number tells us this. And I saw very intelligent people showing their ass today on the internet saying, well, you know, once we get through the second time through the order, uh, his expected slugging percentage, Barrios, jumps up by a .50. It's like, well, you know, I suppose if that was your worry, if that was your worry, plus the whole left-handed batter thing, why the hell was Barrios even starting? Why the hell did you not go to Chris Bassett, who had just as good of a season as Barrios, if not better? He hit the 200-inning mark. He was as good as Barrios. You could, you could definitely make that argument. If you're so worried about this, why isn't Bassett starting? Why isn't somebody else starting? Better yet, if you want to go to Yusei Kikuchi and you want to limit the amount of left-handed batters that Minnesota has in the order, why not start him? Why not start Yusei Kikuchi? I, I, I can't get behind the idea that... This is something that is just going to be the new normal in baseball. I'm 25 years old. You guys know I'm not the oldest guy in the world. I haven't been around for a long time. I've been following baseball since the early 2000s. I've never seen anything like this. I've seen pitchers get pulled early in playoff games for certain reasons. It's not usually when they're dealing. This is a product of us constantly overthinking baseball. This is what baseball has become. Overthinking and also over-reliance on spreadsheets and data. You guys, if you listen to the show regularly, you know that I am very far from being anti-data, anti-analytics. I will cite advanced data almost every, pretty much every single episode. I will be talking about numbers that are below the, under the hood, if you could say. I'm not just talking about ERAs and RBIs, and I'm not just, you know, the old school guy. I'm 25. I'm not an old school guy. I'm a young guy. I'm not going to be that old school mentality of all oh, blah, 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 all the stuff you usually hear from the 70, 70 to 80-year-old guys talking about baseball. No, I come from the generation of people that should be more inclined to like this stuff. The generation that grew up watching Moneyball and those you know, different little documentaries and things trying to puff up advanced stats, I like them. I think they're very good. I think they're very useful. I think that they help out a lot over the course of the whole season to tell you one way or another how a pitcher has performed, how a batter is doing, and whether or not regression is coming. In a one-game playoff, they don't matter at all. They literally do not matter even a little bit. And I will go to that, I'll bite that to my grave, that these stats, these minute stats of expected slugging second or third time through the order in a one-game playoff, I couldn't give less of a shit 
about it, okay? We talked about this down the stretch of the fantasy baseball season. It doesn't matter if somebody's expected stats are a lot better with one week left. They haven't done that this season. So to expect anything to change in the course of one week or anything to go towards the indicators in the span of one week is ridiculous. To expect it over one game is just flat out stupid at that point. All the expected this, that, and the other is 20 points lower against right-handed pitching second time through the order. So therefore, we have no choice but to pull our starting pitcher. What the fuck have we done? Excuse my language, but what are we doing to baseball? At this point, I don't even know what we're watching anymore. Managers have no no say over the game. This is what I, I came out and I was taking a shit on John Snyder because I think understandably so. It was a horrible call. Then everybody comes after me and says, well, it wasn't John Schneider. It was the front office. It was the front office making this call. There's a few things I have wrong with that one, personally. We're making a starting pitching decision. We're making a, a pitching change hours before the game starts without having any idea how the pitcher is going to look that day, how he is going to perform. That's not baseball. That's ridiculous computer bullshit, whatever you know, MLB the show kind of game you want to talk about. That's not baseball. There is no feel left in the game if that's the way we are going to go about it. Managers might as well not be there. You might as well have a computer in the dugout making the decisions. And that is not, that's completely serious. Why not just have a computer making these decisions? And then they can run the simulators in the dugout. And then, well, 37% of the time this happens, 22% of the time that happens. And five, you know, why not just do that? Why have a human element at all if you are going to have a puppeteer in John and Ross Atkins and his puppet, John Schneider, who are useless, just doing nothing. People were coming at me saying, there's no way Schneider was able to make that call in the middle of the game. He's the fucking manager. If he's not able to make a call in the middle of the game, why is he there? I know we've all seen Moneyball. How much is true? How much is not true? I don't know. The manager has the lineup card. The the manager makes the decisions in the game about whether or not the pitcher's going to be pulled or not. Yes, he might take some flack afterwards if he's not going to go through with the organizational plan, but at that point, he shouldn't be the freaking manager. Why is he managing if you don't trust him to make in-game decisions in a playoff game? This team has become such a joke, and it's I think it's coming across more throughout baseball that this is the norm. You look at the data, and you do what the data says, and there's no human element. I I am lost at this at this game that I've grown up loving, and I guess I'm also just in a very sour mood because... You follow a team for six months, eight months, ten months, and then it's all gone in one day. It sucks. But it's also partly our own doing. I mean, yes, I heard some people say that we only allowed two runs. That's not bad. You go through the course of a whole game allowing two runs, you'll take that most of the time. It's true. This isn't all on John Schneider in the front office. This whole team sucks. They really have nothing going for them at this point. Bunch of guys are going to be free agents. Let them go. Let them be gone. The Maryfields, the Brandon Belts, the Kiermeyers. Clean house. Get them out of here. The only people I would really want to keep at this point are Guerrero and Bichette. Yeah, well, Guerrero does make a lot of mistakes. He's still 24 years old, and he's still excellent. I'm not ready to give up on Guerrero yet. Bichette is obviously a stud. He is the league leader in hits over the last three seasons combined in Major League Baseball, I believe. He is excellent. He hits over 300 every year. He's capable of hitting 25-plus homers. He's excellent. He's improved defensively. Those are the only two that I really care about in the field. Everybody else pretty much can go. This whole team has been supremely disappointing. From Dalton Varsho to Alejandro Kirk, Danny Jansen gets hurt, so it's kind of hard to put that on him. We just kind of knew it was coming. But George Springer has been disappointing. Everybody 
pretty much up and down the lineup has not been what we were hoping we'd get out of them. Is that all John Schneider's fault? No. A lot of that comes down to the players, but I think a lot of it also has to be reflected on the, the hitting coach, Guillermo Martinez. He sucks. He's terrible. We've seen it from a ton of different perspectives that he tries to fundamentally change the way that swings come across the zone. He wants hitters to be hitting more towards the opposite field. A lot of the time, we've seen that with a lot of Blue Jays. A lot more um, emphasis put on hitting the ball towards the opposite field, specifically with Vlad, a guy who has maybe got the most pull power in the game, uh, besides like Giancarlo Stanton. We're teaching him to hit flares to the right field. And it's you know, you can look at it from a number of different perspectives. A couple of guys had good years, a couple of guys had bad years, but for the most part, this was not an offense that lived up to expectations. That has to reflect on the pitch, uh, the hitting coach at some point. Yeah, it was the same hitting coach who was around in 2021 when they had their, you know, their all career years, Marcus Semien and Guerrero and Bichette and Teoscar Hernandez. It doesn't matter because we live in a world, in the sports world, of what have you done for me lately? In the last two years have been incredibly disappointing playoff exits. It's going to result in John Schneider and Guillermo Martinez and hopefully, probably, Ross Atkins losing their job as well. This team, last year, lost 2-0 in the wild card round. The year before that, they missed the playoffs by one game on the last day of the regular season because of a Rafael Devers home run against the Nationals. It's burned into my brain forever. The year before that, we lost 2-0 in Tampa in the wild card round. So in our last six playoff games, we're 0-6. We can't score any runs. We can never catch any kind of break even last year when we were playing at home in the wild card round, can't get anything done. It has to be, I think, for the Blue Jays, a winter of just clearing house. The only people I want to see on this team next year who are currently on this team are Vlad and Bo. I mean, Varsho is going to be there. I'm kind of indifferent. I think he's all right. He's whatever. Uh, but that was a brutal trade. Brutal, brutal trade for the Blue Jays, giving up on Gabriel Moreno before we knew who he would be. Gabriel Moreno drove in as many runs in the wildcard round as the whole Blue Jays team did, and he surpassed us in home runs just on his own. I know it's obviously very anecdotal, but it still just hurts to see him producing. Varsho's been okay, good defender, very, very suboptimal offensive player. He's fine, I guess, keep him around. He's still young enough. In terms of the position players, that's it. That's, that's literally it. Espinal sucks. He can go. Kevin Biggio is so far from a major league player. And I have so many people who have... I've said it on Twitter a bunch of times. Kevin Biggio is not a major league player. He should not be on a major league roster. If his name was Kevin Johnson or Kevin Smith or anything that wasn't a last name of somebody in the Baseball Hall of Fame, Kevin Biggio would not even become close to having a job. Does not have near the plate discipline or the eye that he used to have. You saw it in this wildcard series. There were two or at least two, maybe three times where he watched the pitch middle-middle, directly down, directly down the middle for strike three with runners on base in each situation. Just not a competent baseball player in any sense of the word. Batting fifth. Batting fifth for a team that was supposed to be a World Series contender. It's just an awfully constructed team. Offensively, no one needs to come back except for Vlad and Bo. And then I, I'll concede Varsho. On the pitching side, a lot of these guys are going to come back. A lot of these guys are going to be... The only one who's not going to be there from the rotation is Ryu. Everybody else is locked up. They wasted a season in which they had four starters throw 30-plus starts with a sub-4 ERA. That is incredibly rare. It's not something that you are going to be able to replicate next season. Just by variance, you're probably going to have one or two of these guys get injured and miss 10, 15, 20 starts. It's going to happen. You don't get this lucky with your pitching every single year. We took our strength pitching, and we overthought it, and we ended up really fucking ourselves because we wanted to play around – 
with the fourth inning analytics, second time slugging through the order bullshit. I will never agree with it. I don't care how many smart people say it's defensible. It's not. It is, it, we've gotten to the point where it's not even baseball anymore. It's literally a computer game, and I, I don't agree with it. Some people, that's what they want for the game, and that's the way the game is generally heading. And I think it's really, really detrimental to the people who are actually involved in the game. The players, the coaches, the managers, the staffs. What's their role? What's their role at this point? Nothing. I, I, like, I, there's, there's nothing I can think of that a manager, especially John Schneider, if he can't even make a pitching decision in a playoff game, if that's the way the league is heading, do we even want to be here? Is this even the sport we want to be following at this point? Like, I'm, I'm very down today, guys. Is this what we want? Is this the sport that we grew up with and we want to continue to follow if it's not even going to be proper baseball anymore? All the different changes they've made the last couple of years. It's it's tough to look at the product and say that this is still the same sport that we're watching. It's it's it is it is. They still hit the ball in field and throw it to first, and they still hit home runs, and there's still pitches. You know, there are still basic fundamentals of baseball. But it's not the same sport that I grew up and fell in love with, to be honest with you. It's become a game that's played out in Excel spreadsheets. And there, there should be some different version of a game that these people can play if that's what they want to do. Because what we have seen, especially the Blue Jays yesterday, is just an over-reliance on the data and the analytics and completely removing the human element from the equation. If Barrios had gone out there and he'd given up six hits and four runs, and yes, of course, okay, sure, no problem. The fact that you guys had a preordained decision to pull him from the game the second time through the order is absurd. You're paying Barrios $130 million? $130, $135, something like that? You pay him to produce in big moments. You pay him to be an absolute anchor on your staff, the number two by definition here, pitching a game two of the playoffs, the number two starter on your staff. And you let him get nine outs in a playoff game, in a, in a winner-go-home playoff game. I, I, I don't know how much longer I can talk about this team. I need a, ba- a break uh, from the Blue Jays. I really do. This team has just been super disappointing. Came, came into the year expecting close to 100 wins, and then they regressed in every way possible. Three fewer wins than last year, same exact result. I'd like to see a lot of people lose their jobs. I'd like to see it happen today. I'd like to see no bullshit from Rodgers and the upper management, and I'd like to see everybody get a nice cardboard box today to take to their office to fill up with their belongings and then get the hell off the premises because they clearly do not know what they're doing. I'm not going to speak for every front office around baseball who uses a lot of advanced data and analytics because there are a lot of them who do it incredibly well. Toronto is not one of them. Toronto is a team that is woefully behind, it seems, in trying to figure out the way to go about winning baseball games. Awful, 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 awful performance. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for me. I don't know how much longer I can talk about this team. I, am, I apologize for the profanity. I did warn you at the beginning that I am not in a good place with this team and there was probably going to be some bad words. If I had recorded this yesterday, then we would have had more swearing than Goodfellas. But I needed to have some time to calm down, uh, relax last night, watch some other baseball. It's a good thing that there's a couple days without baseball, I think, and we'll just have a bit of a reset. I planned on doing pitching rankings. I planned on talking about pitchers today, um, but I just had to. I had to talk about this team. Uh, I, I had to get the monkey off my back, off my chest. I have been yelling into the void, it seems, over on Twitter the last 24 hours. Some people very much agree with me. Some people do not agree with me. I... 
I don't know what to say anymore at this point. Um, but I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. Also, I'll go on another hour. Uh, if you have any questions, reach out. Tell me you love me. Tell me you hate me. Whatever you want to say about this rant, if anything at all, uh, at JoeOrico99. That's over on Twitter. Ethos Fantasy BB as well. Still going to be posting these podcasts over there every single day. If you missed it yesterday, we had our good friend Casey Bubba on the show right before this whole disaster with the Blue Jays. And we started going over some 2023 uh, twins. I was about to say twins. Uh, Tweety Bird over here. We were talking about stolen bases going up. We were talking about all the great rookie pitchers that were called up. We were talking about closers. We were talking about starting pitchers and generally where to draft them uh, heading into next year. Just an overview of the 2023 season and a slight look ahead to 2024. Uh, so make sure you guys are checking that one out and going to sportsethos.com and seeing everything else we got going on. Uh, but that'll do it. Again, I appreciate you guys who hung out here and listened to me rant about my beloved Blue Jays, who I really, truly hate right now. Uh, but we'll be back again tomorrow. We'll chop it up again about some baseball, some fantasy baseball. We'll talk some playoffs. We'll do it all. Uh, but until then, take care, guys. Have a great night, and cheers. <laughs>